0: CEO. Don't forget to add the two on one podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode.
1: Gentlemen, this might be the best off season that we have ever seen in the National Hockey League. You must be
0: so happy. You did ask for this, right?
1: I did. Um, mm. As a fan, yes, as a Habs fan, <laughs> I could not be having a worse time right now, but. Yeah, that's fair. As someone who loves the action, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just Yesterday was just, because I think like most people, I think I had CJ, Cervelli, and Friedman all on notifications together. <laughs> and it was like every 20 seconds, like, oh, no, here it is. Ugh, more signings. I freaking love it.
0: It's like there so, was tampering or something.
1: Yeah. So what happened there when people like, <laughs> so there were discussions over the past few days, and you're like, wait, what? Because – they got rid of the pre-week meeting.
0: So they got rid of it officially, but I guess there's, I bet there's a loophole that says you can do it or you can maybe my guess is a lot of teams went the route of, yeah, we're not going to publicly say we're letting our player talk to other teams. Like the Leafs did that with Hyman where it came out that Hyman was allowed to talk to other teams. That's my guess is what happened.
1: Blake Coleman was like, "Yeah, I had a few days to decide if I was going to Calgary." I was like, "What? What? It okay. opened today. What
0: do you mean?" <laughs> I think he meant a few hours, Blake.
1: He should have said, "Yeah, obviously, you know."
2: It was a slip, you know. They uh, they didn't know what to do, but I, I I don't know. I don't think there's tampering.
1: Daniel, I, you, you see, I'm thing. too
2: innocent. Yes, I don't know. Okay, Peter
0: Mrazek. Uh, signed oh, that, within yeah. two hours. Maybe he just knew.
1: <laughs> we knew like half of the Oilers' defense. And it was like, this isn't allowed. Technically, it's funny how it's like, oh my God. So you're saying Tampa Bay negotiated an entire eight-year deal with Braden Point in like 20 minutes? That's incredible. No. <laughs> but Technically, you're not allowed to talk extension until the rollover free agency. So Tampa, we're going mean, to I, we'll get to Tampa. You, so, you man,
0: mean... You mean Connor McDavid negotiated a contract in five minutes?
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you
0: know you know what I'm thinking? They didn't negotiate it.
2: What what they were did just, they do? There was just here's a piece of paper in front of you. A napkin. Yes. And twelve you million. You can look at it if you like, 20? but we're not gonna talk about it.
1: It's like in school when you give a note to a like, Will you be my girl? Like, do you like me? Yes or no? It's like twelve million or twelve point five and Connor being the night goes twelve save half a million and you piss the way on a bunch of overrated defensemen. We're not talking about the Oilers yet. Okay. So we're doing a double episode, for the shenanigans. We're going to look at what's been going on around free agency today, or I don't know how how we're going to upload this, but this episode is going to be on the Eastern conference. And by that, I mean the normal Atlantic and metropolitan division because the Honda West can, can go away for all I care. So at the Scotiabank, no, everything <laughs> is sponsored by Scotiabank, and I'm sick of it, except the scene cards, because that's a great thing. Yeah, love so the scene cards. We're going free movies, that. free movies. Yes, and our next episode will be on the Western Conference, a.k.a. the Central and Pacific Division. Uh, you know what, fun stuff there, Pacific, now is Seattle, the Central, the Coyotes move over. Gentlemen, though, we'll talk about some signings here. Before I kind of go and I show you how we're going to ca- cover each team here, Alex, you had a little something to say, or you wanna have when you wanted five minutes, and I'm just gonna set you up here. So, Cat Friendly, bless them. Have a tracking of all the free agency stuff. So, as of right now, it is 6:13 p.m. on July 29th, the day after free agency, day two, you wanna say whatever. We have had a total of 163 signings. Bring all this from Cat Friendly 2. Uh, 296 total contract years. A total cap hit of $282,790,834. The total contract dollars dished out $785,100,000. $800,000,000.
0: $800,000,000. You know what? Shame on every single person who likes the hard cap. Shame on every single person. I hope your team has to buy them out, just like Minnesota had to do with Ryan Suter Ooh. and Zach Parise. Honestly, that's how, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so done with it. I've heard so much about it the last week. Um, just like how do you watch last year and, and say, you know, the guys they couldn't pay their staff because of COVID. Then they're they're getting into battles. With and listen, my opinion still stands on how that battle went. Uh, my opinion doesn't change there, but you know, the owners came out crying about how much money they were gonna lose, and then less than a year later, they said to their GMs, Sure, Cody CeCe got four three and a half million dollars for four years. Cody CeCe,
2: you, you know, I saw that speculation, I thought it was a joke. So, did not, I. Like, not, not to be mean, I'm just saying it's like, Wow, like. That year in
0: Pittsburgh really how, did that to him. How how on earth did like there's guys out there? There was people saying Tucker Pullman. How did Tucker Pullman get two and a half million dollars? That's well, I mean, insane. A mix of that is Vancouver
1: being Vancouver, but. probably.
0: But like for four years, for four years, yeah. Like there's just an oh, there is an issue here, and no know it's it seems that like the NHL doesn't want to do anything about it. It's like, how, why is the NHL the, you know what? There's not a coincidence that the NHL is the fourth best league in it's honestly, it could be less lower down than fourth and has a hard cap. It's, it's honestly ridiculous. Like all owners complain about is, is, um, franchise value. You know, what increases franchise value, a good product. And, you know, last episode we've had, we had, and we, many episodes before had a discussion about the league being such just a absolute nightmare. This just tacks to it. $800 million in one day. Embarrassing, embarrassing.
1: I think he captured it very well. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's I the scarcity about-
2: aspect of it. I think because um, Michael Russo talked about it too, where the wild, for example, they, they went from a team that had like a pretty solid blue line for a while to like things getting really depleted in the last week. And yeah. it's because you look at the market of what they kind of, I don't know if they expected it or anything or any team really expected this, but the way defensemen were being paid within the first few hours.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's really funny how before the show we were talking about there, there are reports that Russell oh, it's That's one of those names. It's difficult that, that Russell Westbrook might be a Laker it's funny in basketball. It's like, cool. All right. This is, we like this, but in hockey, it's like the big problem. this is how funny it is. If you look at all the Eichel talk, the first thing is, oh my God, he makes $10 million. And how can we, well, no, the cap space. And we look at teams right now. And I look at some teams that have like UFAs and RFAs or sorry, just UFAs now. And you think, wow, how are they going to pay it? Because they have no cap space. And it's like, Again, and we talked about it for the luxury tax. It helps everyone, it helps everyone the Literally. way it works. So, national hockey. I love how Alex is already, by the way, he's gone back in his chair. He's huffed up. We haven't talked about a team yet. Why do you have a calculator?
0: Because that's what the Twitter nerds have to pull out every time there's a trade. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It, it, including fun. myself including so
0: myself i'm a twitter nerd is, okay
1: it's a scientific calculator too yeah i know awesome
2: it's one of the fancy ones
1: you can do fractions on Sorry. that yeah that's cool can you do it what's the thing? what do you call the thing with triangles
0: trigonometry again?
1: trigonometry
0: you know i was gonna make a joke can.
1: remember
2: um because we always say um Alex is the numbers guy and then you remember in the office where it's like can you crunch those numbers one more time it's like, it's, it's all on the computer. It's like, yeah, just crunch those
0: numbers. Like, click, crunch the number. Yeah, I'm still bankrupt. I'm still bankrupt.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, it must be so difficult being rich. I sit, here, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I sit here. I'm like, man, isn't it great that milk isn't taxed? And it's like, oh, my God. I have, to, oh god! I can only afford one right-handed defenseman worth ten million dollars. Ridiculous. I a, I, I'm worried about paying a dollar thirty-nine for mm. gas, like,
0: and they're worried about handing out eight hundred million dollars in one day.
2: <laughs> I have an example about this, but it's it's with a signing, so I don't yeah. know if I should. I'm, i probably should wait. No, just go. Ahead.
1: No, just get Just go ahead.
2: Okay, so you know Ryan Suter. Yeah. Yeah. This is according to the Athletic. So, by him being bought out and then signing the contract he did with Dallas. So in addition to both the money from Minnesota and his new contract, he made an extra $11.4 million.
1: <laughs> he, he signed a four-year deal. We're, we're going to cover Tampa too, but technically <laughs> another thing that was really funny is Brett Seabrook is saving money now that he's a member of, of Tampa Bay, even though he's retired, but technically not. Get, his, it's the taxes, and you're like, what is this? You get applauded for... Trading
0: for dead contracts. Yeah, what other league ha- has this?
2: There's I have one example, but insanity. it's not really it's not really a dead contract. So Keith Van Horn. So he was like a solid basketball. He was sol- a solid like role player, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, but he decided to retire like at like thirty one to spend time with family. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, in order for the money to work, for Jason Kidd to go from the Nets to the Mavericks in two thousand and eight. Um, he had to come out of retirement, and they signed him to a three-year deal for him to get traded from, from the Nets to the Mavericks, and then he he and then he he didn't play for them. He just retired after, but he still got paid the three years. To Is just that legal? Sign.
0: Was that legal? Yeah, it was legal. I guarantee you that happens one day in the NHL.
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, we can't allow Seattle and Carey Price to pull out some shenanigans, to do a cap space. But you know what we can do. We can, we can allow Brent Seabrook Steel to be traded. Oh, and by the way, we can also let a Vesna Trophy winner be traded for absolute nothing because cap space is a luxury in this league and it is, it's Bush League. Anyway, going in, guys, I'm going to quickly – I'm screen sharing right now. I have a spreadsheet, and an Excel sheet. These are how I see each division standings going next year. For those of you who cannot see this, and you will be able to if you watch the YouTube version of this, which be up eventually. Alex is pretty good with that stuff. So – First off, we're going to go to the Atlantic. Um, before we go there, though, I'm just going to tell you guys, this is how I see it shaping up so far. Tampa are going to win the division because they're Tampa Bay. Yeah. Boston are going to come second because they're Boston. Florida and Toronto, I'm, I'm, I'm tossed up with, but right now, don't be, don't I be. like Florida's depth. Yeah, don't be tossed up. Yeah, uh, Montreal, I whatever. I've put them – I had them below Ottawa yesterday. I've come around a bit more because it's like, okay – we, okay, not Ottawa, okay? But Ottawa will be good, but still, I, I don't see that changing. Detroit second last, they made some good stuff. Honestly, it might be a tight race between Detroit, Montreal, and Ottawa. Wouldn't be surprised. And Buffalo, because they have no players.
2: They have Craig Anderson.
1: They Yeah. They <laughs> Wasn't he retired,
2: Anderson. by the way?
1: Well, everyone thought so, yeah. That was a surprise to see him sign yesterday.
2: Awesome. I swear that guy said his career was over like when his Ottawa contract expired.
1: Every year? <laughs> Yeah. So uh and then also we'll get to the metro later. I okay, I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a bit of a piss take what I've done with, with the metro. Did and you last- do that on
0: purpose to piss off Mike? Maybe. Okay.
1: So um it, like last in the in the in the I'm not doing this by the overall because that's just too difficult. Yeah. Columbus are gonna come last in the metro. i like what they've done, but there's just they've also kind of traded like everyone except like Boone Jenner. Because Boone Jenner... next I, captain. Was, Yes, uh, Honestly, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, the Rangers, second, last, third, last, the Devils, because I'm like, you know what? D- like, I like Dougie. Hughes is, uh, is good now because, you know, he's young. Imagine yeah. development not being a straight line, as Will would say. But it's still like there's like Wait. no real depth. Everyone's too young.
0: Which Hughes?
1: Uh, Jack. Uh, Mm -hmm. not luke
0: just throw him in there
1: (laughs) no no obviously not luke i mean jack because you know if he was on any other team he he had a good year then i have carolina finishing fifth because i think they had a lot of holes now the islanders fourth like listen the islanders have lost a lot they have a lot to do, which we'll get to but it's the islanders and i think we should stop counting them out because it's the islanders Third, I have Pittsburgh, because I'm like... And I know I misspelled Pittsburgh. Don't get on me. Um, Washington second, something. because it's Washington. And first, I I don't know to spell Philadelphia, so I just have Philly. I've uh, It's okay. so dumb to spell. Uh, anyway, That's like, okay. like why does Pittsburgh have, like, the extra... What is, like, an A? Anyway, I'm Philly, because I have to stick by that now. Because I made that joke. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, though, guys. So, if we're looking at the East, we're going to start in the Atlantic. We're going to start at the bottom. We're going to look at Buffalo. So... You know what? I probably shouldn't have stopped screen sharing because I want to just, especially, show you Buffalo's cap situation right now. Because quite simply, there is nothing here in in Buffalo. There is absolutely nothing. As of yesterday, you didn't have a goalie. Right now, we're looking at Aaron Dell and Craig Anderson, who's around all of a sudden. They pick up Will Butcher, and then there's there's just nothing there. What am I looking at?
0: They didn't oh my make goodness. a signing. So, I have it on cap friendly from the 25th of July to the 29th, which is today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They haven't made a signing over a million dollars. Well, a million dollars and 50,000 for mm-hmm. Vinny Hinestroza. That is the most they've signed a player for.
1: I see they also brought in Drake Kajula, which was like, where was he? Yes. Chicago, I think. But anyway, I just. Oh,
2: they have John Hayden. I didn't even know that.
1: I, 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 so honestly, Daniel. Easy. I was going through all the rosters yesterday. I'm like, oh, this guy's here now. It's so straight. Like all the movements are just incredible. You also look at Buffalo. I think it's it's pretty obvious they're looking to get Shane right next. Is it next year? And then Bedard um, is yeah, like yeah. And then Bedard's in the year, year after. Year after. Year after. Yeah, year okay. After. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So they're looking to get Shane right. And looking at this, yeah, yeah, you can tell.
0: Honestly, I think they're looking to get Shane right and Connor Bedard.
1: There's a real uh, chance they could do that, by the way. Like, <laughs> no
0: no offense to Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. Just looking at the way they're set up is uh, – I Kevin Adams made some great moves. Obviously, we talked about it last episode with Rista Leinen and Reinhardt. But just the overall setup of this team, like even next year, how much better are they going to be? They're not going to have Jack Eichel, we're assuming. They have no D signed for next year. Yeah. And the guys they do have signed up front are Jeff Skinner, Kyle Ocopozo, Zemz- Zemgis Gergensen, Anders Bjork, Tage Thompson, and Dylan Cousins. So it's going to be a lot of young guys. And, and, and big contracts. And big contracts. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: I thought Gergensen's went to the KHL for some reason.
2: How no. is oh, that guy not, still no. in
1: the league? No.
2: He's an all-star.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Latvia. Latvia. Stuff the bottom. Yeah. We know. We know. <laughs> right there with John Scott. <laughs> From those two, mo- those two players onwards, it didn't mean anything to be an all-star anymore. It was funny, and the league hated it because the league sucked. <clears throat> Buffalo. I, I mean, doesn't like anything. The league. No, the league really doesn't like anything. Remember when they, they, the the all-star game had the shootout um, competition? Yeah, and you have those, those really good moments like Ryan Kessler bringing his kid on to shoot on Gary Price and, you know, like Johnny Goudreau wearing like the No, it was like um, it was like one of the Columbus guys having like one of the local football team. Like it was legit fun when Ovechkin like in Montreal had like the weird Canadian glasses and he was pretending to be like some Nova. It was really funny. Like, you know what really personality they got rid of it.
0: You know what my favorite shootout. Memory was when Carey Price saved a goal backwards.
1: I, I, you don't <laughs> want to know how many times I've watched that. You know how entertaining that is, <laughs> Mike Carey. You're gonna do that in a few weeks versus the least Yeah, I don't think Tarion's gonna like if I do that. God, <laughs> oh, what a game. Remember Tarion? <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd like to forget him, but Buffalo. I mean, they're they're on the way. I I was gonna say they're on their way up. Not really, but I, I will see. say. No, Let's see
0: what they get for Eichel. Before they say they're on the
1: way, yeah. So far, Kevin Adams this offseason, not terrible, not great. But I think he's doing a fine job with the cards he is being dealt. Yeah.
2: He's not waiting too long. That's the good thing.
1: You see, yeah. And do you know what? I'm I'm fine if he hasn't traded ICO yet because it sounds like no one wants to pay for a superstar. And it's disgusting. Like the Rangers are just, sorry, so we've talked about this before. Uh, shall we move on to Detroit?
2: Sure. Yeah.
1: Let's okay. Uh, Detroit are, they're going to take a step. I, I, I remember the year they finished last. I was like, watch out for Detroit. And this year I'm going to say, the, watch out for Detroit. They made, if you look at their total off season, obviously, they bring in Pius Suter now. I'm really mad Detroit got him, by the way. That was a a sneaky... First off, how did they not qualify him in Chicago? Ridiculous. Ridiculous stuff there. I didn't realize they brought in Austerle from Arizona. That was all of a sudden. Uh, They bring in Nick Letty and obviously Alec Nedeljkovic. A sneaky offseason for Detroit. And they're, they're waiting for those young guys to show up. But at the same time... They're taking another step forward from just being a pure dumpster fire. Something not even Buffalo's been able to do for the past decade.
0: There's, yes. Yeah. No, no, go ahead,
1: Daniel.
2: There is hope there, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like the hopeful rebuild, the hopeful tanking that Buffalo wants to embrace now, but it's something that I think Detroit, they they, they needed this because, like, I think they had a rough go when they were trying to stay competitive for so long. And then... Before Steve Eisman was there, the draft picks that they had there, they they just never panned out. Any of those first round picks, mm-hmm. and then now you you realize, okay, I have to work on this. I have to really really evaluate how I'm going to make this value with these draft picks now. And I think they did that because they they didn't they didn't um they didn't bring in Smechnikov. He's gone. Um, I don't know what Michael Rasmussen is going to be.
1: Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. What happened to Svechnikov? Uh, oh, they didn't qualify good. him. Claimed, really? No, I thought they claimed him. I thought he got
0: claimed. Oh, no, Did that's he? Chalowski. Chalowski. Yeah, he's
1: Chalowski. Sorry.
0: Oh, I didn't realize they didn't. Uh... What
1: happened to Svech?
2: He didn't uh, get qualified. And then um, they don't know what Philip Zidino is going to be.
0: Sure. I-, I think you make a good point there about the years they – kind of clawed into the playoffs. And I think that's what bit them in the ass is that they kept trying to give up, trying to make the playoffs and not accept the fact that they are real rebuilding team similar to another team right now. Who's, who's trying that and we'll get to them in the next episode. But, (laughs) but I I think what Steve Weiserman is doing is taking it year by year. And he's not overreacting. Not that Detroit was anything special this year to write home about but he's not looking at the market and overreacting to going out and getting the big free agent because i think he knows that that's not where this team is at it's not at signing a dougie hamilton or a Gabe, gabriel land scott type type player they're at let's bring in an alex nadelkovich who is 25 years old let's bring a nicoletti who's on an expiring contract who we could give up assets for like that's Bringing in Pius Suter, who had a really good year, 25 years old. Like, they're in, bringing in guys who will give them value. And if things don't work out, they are trade assets. And that's the mm-hmm. point Detroit is at.
1: I've asked you guys this question before, and I'm looking at cap friendly. Okay. What is the longest term? Who has the longest term cap hit on the Detroit Red Wings? Um, right now. Okay, and I, I won't answer
0: because I have I have cap yeah. friendly up. So, I'll
1: let Daniel, Daniel go. Daniel,
0: Daniel. Uh, Jacob has the,
1: uh, No. Five years left. The buyout of Justin Applicator. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That includes this year, by the way. Never forget. I love it so much. The actual uh, roster player with the longest term. Three more years. Michael Rasmussen. Oh. Everyone else is at least oh, my God. Detroiter and Oxerman is Oh, what a great job he's done cleaning up Ken Holland's mess, by the way.
0: Um, so, I don't know if you saw their reports yesterday about Justin Abdelkader, but apparently, according to Bob McKenzie, he is looking for a return to the NHL.
1: And Neisman's like, no, you no, you don't.
0: <laughs> and so Ken Holland picks up the phone and says, I'll give you five years at $10 million. You want to play with me? <laughs> oh man we'll get to it. we'll get to it. <laughs> oh. You're
1: itching to get to Edmonton. Oh I I am. Man there are the 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 Western Canadian teams except Winnipeg are are a whole pile of, of I'm not going to say it but um pile of dung pile of dung <laughs> uh, the Western Canadian teams.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh and I didn't mean to trade. Oh no I almost deleted Ottawa Oh wait no my okay no, no 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 I had it I had it mixed up on my notes. Oh uh, the Sens they didn't do a ton. They added some more veteran presence on the back end. Michael Delzado, Nick Holden. I think the biggest story with the Suns is they extend DJ Smith a few more years, which good. Good. Yeah. We don't know who their GM is going to be in a few years. It might be Dorian, might be McGuire, but at least uh, DJ Smith gets an extension. It, it'll be someone named Pierre. Yes. That is, yeah. that is for sure. <laughs> I, I like...
0: I'm not they didn't do much, Ottawa, and you like you said, but like I don't think they had a horrible first couple days. Again, they're also a team like Detroit in the part in the point that they're they don't really need to go out and get someone huge. No. They trade like look, they did that last summer. They brought in Evgeny Dadinov. A year later, they traded him. And it I just I just feel like they just need to let the players they have, and they have a really good young crop of players, including Brady Kachuk, who they have to re-sign. I think what held a lot of it back last year was goaltending. And I'd really like to see what Matt Murray looks like next year because he has a big cap it at $6.25 million. And you got to perform.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with what you said, Alex, that they gonna have to let the young guys or the players who are emerging just really play because with Ottawa, they've been they've done really well the last few years of trying to build a roster of what they view will be a competitive one soon, but they kinda have to stop with those little deals that they've done. And I think like the Dennis Daninoff one was okay, but like it wasn't really a necessity, I think. And then there's also the one where they tried to bring in Derek Stepan, and like that was that cost them an asset, and that's something where it's like you know don't don't rock the boat too much with this, like you know you're going to be bad, but it's like Detroit, you're hopeful with these things, just let the young guys play.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, their uh, their draft picks looking at the next year's draft, pretty decent. Their first, pair of seconds, uh, three thirds, I believe that would probably be from Mike Riley. I'm not going to completely double check there, but oh, and I think they have, and they have three seventh rounders. Oh. Yeah. That's that's Andreas Johnson. That's Jake Evans and uh, and Pavel Datsuk. Just kidding. What was he like? Ninth round or something? I don't know.
2: No, he was the sixth round.
1: Sixth round.
2: Yeah, Zetterberg was seventh.
1: Daz, yeah, the boy. Gotta love Hank. Again, just technically came off the books because L T I R is uh, is not great. Congrats
2: to, uh, <laughs> to the Red Wings.
1: Amazing. Okay, like <laughs> well, you're gonna say, congrats on Henrik H- Zetterberg. Fantastic was, career. Was he in uh, Was he in Arizona or Tampa Bay? He was still in Detroit. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. He was one of the oh, few really? that was wow. kept. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who <laughs> really stuck around? Woo! Good for them. It's weird. It's weird, man. So also, like you touched on this second, Alex. Uh, the big piece of business that the Sens need to get done sooner than later: uh, resign Kachuk. Resign Kachuk. You got Shabbat done. Now, a couple years ago. Now you got. Now you got to move on. Speaking of moving on. The Montreal Canadiens uh, moved on from a couple players, or a couple players moved on from them. Unfortunately, though, we we can't even... Ah, this is this is rough. Because it's like, okay, so where where do you start with Montreal's offseason so far? Do you talk about Corey Perry walking away to go to Tampa Bay, which just felt like the biggest kick in the gonads? Do you talk about Phil Deneau going to L.A.? No, you can't even... Because what the Montreal Canadiens decided to do yesterday, about, I want to say it was 36 minutes into free agency, was release a letter, uh, Jeff Molson, the owner, put out a little letter um, in regards to the Logan Mayhew pick. Now, it was the first time they really sort of acknowledged uh, Logan Mayhew's victim, which was far too late. Again, a reminder, we've said this multiple times, if it, if it takes more than one statement now, to sort of explain a draft pick. I don't want to read it because here's the point that everyone needs to know. That entire letter is, letter is hollow. The contents of it don't actually mean anything. Now, is there some information, a.k.a. Logan May, you will not be at the rookie camp beginning of the uh, next season? Yes, but I will read you the last few sentences because this is all you need to know. If you want to go and read it, go ahead. It's on the Hab site. It will be easy to find, but the message is extremely hollow because here it is. I repeat, our actions will speak louder than our words. We will work to continue to prove, uh, continue proving. Sorry, we are an organization, this community, and our fans can be proud of. Lastly, I want to thank everyone that provided their feedback on this situation, including our partners and sponsors, so that this mistake becomes an opportunity to grow and raise awareness. Now, for those of you who do not know, since the Logan May you pick was uh, was was made. There was rumblings that sponsors with Montreal were going to pull out. The one that was really talked about was Saint Hubert's. For those of you who don't know, that is a restaurant chain here in Quebec. In fact, if you've ever watched the Laval Rocket game and you're wondering why is there a little chicken on the jersey in the corner and like a little patch? That's Saint Hubert's. So the Canadians basically did this letter, buried it in the middle of the news cycle, the busiest day of the year. Because of public pressure. So not not, not, not even public pressure. From for, for, because they were gonna lose money. Ah, uh, it's just it's it's I, I know I I the tone in my voice is, is somewhat like uh, like this is comical to me. It shouldn't be, but it's just such a joke.
2: It just keeps getting worse. You know what I mean? Like it, like they they try the whole damage control approach and it just it, you just spread the mess around.
1: I thought when I saw the letter, I'm like, phew, they've renounced the pick. And I read it and went, nope.
0: Yeah, it was, to me, it was absolute Bush league Like, how do you do that 36 minutes into free agency? 36 minutes into the busiest, one of the busiest days, if not the busiest day of the year. He, they know they knew what they were doing. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like these are these are smart people who have been in hockey for many, many years. How long has Jeff Molson owned the Canadians? A while. A while. He knows how busy free agency day is. He is not a stupid human being. And and I think just this whole I, I listened to uh Leaf Sour. They were talking about. The situation Monday morning, uh, JD Bunkus and Justin Bourne, and uh, JD Bunkus brought up a good point, and and it, it, it's brought up in the statement. So he's not coming to camp, but by drafting him alone, you've he doesn't have the actual proper chance to grow and prove himself. And I we probably had that discussion on on Sunday as well, but. Just because you're not bringing him to training, or rookie camp, sorry, doesn't really, like, that's cool, but you still drafted him. You know what I mean? Like he said, I want to grow, I I, I want to learn from my mistake, and I want I want to be better, essentially, is what he said. I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. So please don't draft me, and therefore giving him the opportunity over a full calendar year to do better. And the Montreal Canadiens stripped him of that opportunity, essentially forcing him to be in the spot to be this, and the entire situation be in the spotlight. And it's sh- and and the situation, sorry, should be in the spotlight. It's a serious situation, but in the wrong context. Daniel,
1: anything to add, or uh, should we move on to uh, the signings?
2: It's again, it's just everything you guys already touched on where they tried to bury it in a way they tried to, you know, it's that kind of thing, damage control. I like, would, I mentioned where they put it in the busiest time for free agency, but it's at the same time, it's to show their sponsors like, Hey, look, see, there's actually a paper trail. Now there's evidence to say that we acknowledge what this pick meant, what it kind of means in terms of an image. And it's like a very subtle, I'm sorry kind of thing. But but again, you know, we're not renouncing the pick. We're not – we're saying sorry, but we're not actually atoning for the mistake.
1: You had the ch- – if they had renounced his rights and, like, here's the owner saying, we're sorry, we've done this, we've done that, you, you could have saved some face, but you didn't. And again, you're probably wondering, people, why did they hold on to him? Because, unfortunately, he's talented and he fits a need. Um. And, that, and we're going to talk about another defenseman, Tony D'Angelo in Carolina, and it's further proof. Um, I, it's just it's hockey. The, it's a disappointing league, the NHL, too. It really is. So looking at Montreal's offseason so far, uh, first off, a trade must be coming because they have like a million dollars in cat space and Leckenden and, and Jesperi Kockenemi need to be re-signed. Anyway, so uh, out Phil Deneau, uh, Thomas Tatar. I think we all – Tatar, I think the – like, all year, and especially once in that Leaf series, the moment he got out the lineup, he never saw light of day again. Uh, he's still on the open market. Teams like Anaheim and Colorado have been linked to him. Um, you'd think maybe with Brandon Saad being signed in St. Louis, then if Colorado – I remember there were reports a few years ago, I think from Adrian Dater, unfortunately, that they were interested in the trade deadline in him a couple of years ago. Anyway, Last though, year. Last year.
0: Hurts, right? Wasn't it? because uh, Bergvin was
1: oh, in hold on, hold Colorado on. What do what do we classify as last year is it oh, is it the, um, the Canadian Division year no, or the, the no. COVID shortened year
0: The COVID shortened year right okay. remember yes, uh, what um Bergvin and uh was it Timmins
1: um, in melonby I think Mellenby
0: were in Colorado yes. and it was supposed to be uh was it a petri and Tatar? There was just this, this yes,
1: rumor yes. Swir- swirling. About- Harry Price was getting traded, apparently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Deneau was the big one. Gets a $5.5 million cap hit for six years. He goes to LA. Now, the kind of weird thing that confuses me about the fit in LA is, is what did we hear all year? What was the problem with Deneau? He didn't like that he would be reduced to a third-line role because of yeah. the the emergence of yesberry Kokkinemi and Nick Suzuki. Mm-hmm. So uh, the thing I'm a little confused about is, and listen, if you're behind Kopitar, like that's a, that's a wicked, like those are two some of some of the best defensive centers in the league. Right. But if you look at like Alex Turcott and you look at Quinn Byfield and the younger guy, maybe not at that same caliber with Gabriel Velarde, it's sort of the same problem. <laughs> So I'm a yeah. little, I'm a little confused. Like I'm not bitter. Like Phil, it seems to be the, if even if Phil was disappointed, he seemed like, you no, know, I loved my time here, but I'm just like, Phil, it was that, is this the right fit for you long-term?
0: I, I think I have an answer. Um, first off, I think going into last season and I mean the North division, um, you're on your last year of a deal and you're playing third line minutes. That's what the idea was going coming out of the bubble. You're not going to get as much money is my thought process on that. So complain about it, I guess, and see where it gets you. And he played great and he got paid. Um, Also by the time that contract gets to the later years, He's not, he's going to be on the back half of his career where it's probably realistic for him to play third line minutes. That's just my thought process on it. I don't know if if that's what he thought, but to me, when you have the financial security moving forward, playing third line minutes every day, every night doesn't really matter. Dan.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I was pretty surprised he went to to the Kings because I know there was so much speculation of him going to Vancouver or wanting to go somewhere where, you know, it was pretty thin down the middle, but for the Kings, like I, yeah, sure. <laughs> what like what would be the expectation there now? was like, does Alex Turcott or does Quinnen Byfield, do they go to the wing for now? And I guess that is kind of like a damage control kind of thing because they have so many forward, they have so many centers now. And the way I see it, it just, you know, he, he got paid pretty well. Yeah, um, a lot of security in that one, and he is a good player. Like I think that he will fit with what the Kings believe they can be now. After like years of saying like, yeah, we're gonna be bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Just you know, we'll, we'll go more on Phil when we get to um, next episode and the LA Kings. But uh, just I I I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Nah, it hurts, especially when he when he leaves for. I think it would totally be $3 million altogether because think it was half a million um, more per term. Some of the moves Montreal do obviously Chris Weidman comes in. I think it was like 700 K Cedric Paquette, $900,000. Uh, David Savard, the worst kept secret in Quebec. Uh, it's basically It's the, the exact same deal as I believe it was Ben Chirot, but no trade protection. And the big one, which was surprising, but not really. Mike Hoffman, uh, three years, $4.5 million is the AAV with that one. The Canadians can't score. They have a bad power play, so they bring in a guy who scores a lot on the power play, but not much else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I like, for me, I don't know about you, I like the Mike Hoffman signing. I, I don't know what to think of the David Savard signing because I've seen people say, well, you know, he's replacing Shea Weber. And then, but two weeks ago or a week ago, whenever we had that discussion about Shea Weber, the overall consensus was that it is going to be almost impossible to replace Shea Weber. So how do you declare this man Shea Weber's replacement?
1: Yeah, it's more like, like, yeah, and yeah. Like Bergevin himself said, it's like, we, we're trying our best, but we can't. The big problem I see with the Savard signing, it's like, okay, so stay-at-home defenseman, Big, tough, hard to play against. I'm like, great. The third consecutive summer of signing one of those. Mm-hmm. And you, you dedicate that cap space and you're like, okay. So you have that physicality with three guys and they're all much younger than Shea Weber was, okay? But it's like, what, Like, you were never going to replace his leadership. Like they, they can't do that. Um, that's going to come with within right now from guys like Gallagher and that. It's just like, I feel like there were more needs. Like, for example, like is Wideman the Wideman's the hope on the power play. Like what? What? Apparently some people, no, sorry. I should say it like this. Bergeron himself did not say that, but like you have guys like Craig Button saying, oh, Weidman, because he had like 59 points in even the KHL. Craig but what's really play. funny is he had an even rating and you're like, uh, okay. Is he going to play? Like when I
0: saw the Chris Weidman signing, well, my first thought was the Uber video, to be honest. Yeah, my second sorry, my second thought was is he going to even get in
1: the lineup? Burr said that he he's not given him a spot. He has to, <laughs> but, but it's you, okay. So you've needed a third pairing right-handed defenseman for how long? He's gonna have the inside track, but he's not been promised yeah, a spot pairing. Like again, he only makes seven hundred thousand dollars. You're like okay. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, like, it's the so Savard signing
1: was the wrong one though. That's not a puck mover was, you only have Jeff okay. Petrie
2: now, every who's every play now is gonna be the only one getting I, at it through the blue line. Yeah.
0: I already know what your answer is gonna be, but was there someone else out there that you would have preferred over David Savard?
1: Well, okay, yeah. So on the open market, Sammy Vatanen is sitting there. third.
0: Oh, that, oh, that, I mean, I thought you were going to say Dougie Hamilton, but.
1: Oh, oh obviously, Dougie. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even sound like they approached Hamilton, which is like, okay, whatever. I would have given him Seth Jones' deal and would have said, okay. Like, okay, this is fine. Because he does everything. He's like Literally. the best all around, one of the best all around defensemen in the league. But no, so like Sammy Vatanen is just sitting there, right? And it's yeah. like, third pairing guy could have slotted right in. But there's a guy who has a year left, and there was whispers that he wants out, or not that he wants out, but that Dallas have talked about trading this player. It's like $5 million, I'm pretty sure. Great for um, the power play, as all Swedish defensemen are. And I'm like, do what you need to do and try and see if you can get John Klingberg out of Dallas. (laughs) That's a guy I was looking at. I'm like, oh, you I'm saying because the Stars aren't going to no offense. You look at the West right now. I'm like, the Stars? No. No, I just, um, and I'm thinking John Glinkberg. Open market besides, again, besides Hamilton they were going to go after. Beside, it's more trade route. Not to mention the Habs need a center because Cedric Paquette ain't filling in the third line center.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you about sure. that. Like, what are they going to do now for the bottom six? Because, again, it's like that rotating thing now of so many forward, those so many wingers in the top nine. Like, where's everyone
1: going to stack up? Well, that's another problem is if you – ignoring Hoffman, mm-hmm. one of like Anderson, Gallagher, Foley, uh, Drouin is outside the top six. So if you have Hoffman, Anderson, now two of them are out. Like, listen, there's depth and then there is guys need their minutes to do the thing they do, and that is to score and to play, right? So there must be a trade coming. Again, you can't go into next year as your center depth being one of like Paquette or – Evans, Palin, Kakinemi, and Suzuki. There's not enough experience there. So, the, the big kind of issue, and, and if you're asking me, how do you feel it? Arizona are trading everything right now. Just go get Christian Dvorak, please. Is he a center, though? He is, yes. Yeah, like 60% oh, or okay. just, uh, just under that. Really good two way guy. I've been very much on this. Like, for like a half million dollars with some term. And, and um, like there are guys in Arizona saying that like have abs of had interest. Um, so like, you know, do that or, 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 or. pay the price because no. here's the thing with then. every year, every year when your know, good players aren't available and when they are, you got to try and do it. Go get Eichel. I don't care if you need surgery in their garbage this year and the pick turns out to be like a lot. I do not care or well, it's not going to be because they're not as bad as Buffalo or Detroit or like Anaheim, no offense, Daniel. Go get Jack Eichel. I don't care what it costs, unless it's coffee and Suzuki. Even so, it's Jack Eichel. People need to stop doing this stupid thing of, oh my God, Eichel makes so much money. Oh my God, I don't want Jack Eichel and give this up. It's a quality top 10 centerman in this league. Go get him for the love of God.
0: It's ridiculous. The conversation around Eichel is, again, we had that discussion at the the – five minute rant there. Uh, it's all about cap space. Like it's Jack freaking Eichel. I get, you know, he's in Buffalo and he hasn't looked great, but man, like just do it. Just go get Jack. Eichel. like someone go get Jack Eichel. I get, you don't want to pay the high price and I'm sure the price is astronomically high, but like to say you don't, and I'm using the Rangers here as an example, cause they're the team that, we know about to say for the Rangers to say, you know, we don't want to give up Niels Lundqvist or Braden Schneider is baloney. It's baloney. Yeah, they're none of those, ne- they're none never going guys- to be. Yeah. They're never going to be anything close to what Jack Eichel could be.
2: Even the way they're set up, they're not going to play in the top four anytime soon.
1: And, and by the way, before anyone says anything about what about his neck, yes, we know about his neck. This is all in the situation of we know the solution to that. So shut up. This is a, a talent that just again, this is a guy that if, if McDavid wasn't a thing, goes first overall yeah. in like any other draft. And yeah. they have treated him like crap from the moment before they drafted him. He was a consolation prize. Like, like have some you want to play in a real market, come to Montreal. I mean, we don't look great now because the Hoffman like own oh, and then Chris Wyman in the Uber, and then it's <laughs> like, oh no, they just obviously complaining about your boss in an Uber is in nowhere near what Logan Mayu did but at the same time everything Montreal are doing right now is like ah so uh, you hate everything and it's like god damn it you ruined this team's reputation
0: before we move on from Montreal yeah. Yeah. I, I i'm just curious what the is the expectation for Jonathan Druin? like is oh. he it, it not not in terms of his play i mean i mean in terms of is he going to be back with the team cuz i know that was up in the air, and then I thought I read Bergervin saying the expectation was he was going to be in camp.
1: Yeah, so um, at the end of the year, um, conference was like, oh, Price is getting surgery, but he'll be okay. Weber's probably done. He did say he expects Jonathan Drouin to be at camp. Yeah, But then I just kind of thought, Bergeron's a liar. That is true. And I'm like, God, oh, he's going to trade him, isn't he? Because it's like, remember, we're not trading PK. We're not trading Alex Getscher. We're not making a trade, Eric Stahl.
0: And, and it would add up considering bringing in Mike Hoffman, extending Joel Armia. Like you sent me that, or you sent the group chat, that photo of Montreal's lineup. That's without Mike Hoffman, right? So you got to take someone out and put Mike Hoffman in there.
1: Or use one of your winners to get a sentiment or a puck moving defense. Movement. That too, that too. Yeah. Bunch up because if Washington get a pair of seconds for Brandon Dillon, you could get the sun and the moon. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh boy! Uh, Out goes Freddie Anderson. In comes oh, sorry. Out Freddie Anderson. Um, Alex Galchenyuk. We all miss him. Uh, Um, and this one hurts for a certain member of this podcast. Zach Bogosian. That one hurt. Sorry, Alex. When we get to Tampa, it's just going to be all three of us in tears.
0: I know who to blame for that one. I know who to blame for that signing. I won't. I won't say it, but I know who to blame.
1: Uh, and then in comes Peter Mrazek. You wanted yeah. a good goaltender to be in a tandem. Why not get like the best tandem backup in the league? Um Michael Armaggio. I know I'm sitting around. I'm sorry. Michael Bunting, who was the worst kept secret ever. Um David Kemp, and it finally happened, guys. Joss Hossein gets a shot outside of New York.
0: Did it yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that he gets a PTO with the Leafs. Uh literally no risk on the Leafs part there, but just a good overall play. Like, I mean, we haven't seen it, but from what I've heard from other people, it seems like he should get a shot. And for, uh, for the Leafs, I think he could actually get a shot because it's the Leafs and their depth is not great. And what we're calling bargain bin hunting is exactly what they did. And, and speaking on that uh, before I get to what I think of these signings, because I mean, most of them are okay. Like I'm not over Like I'm not over the moon about any of them in particular, but that was my expectation. There is this expectation in Leafs Twitter and I know exactly who to blame about it. And this time I will call them out for it. Um, there is this expectation in Leafs land that we're, they were into interested in all these big name free agents and were going to try to acquire them. And I think you're full of yourself if you actually believe that. Like, I'm sorry, they had no cap space. Did you want like you they needed to fill roles and and you with what cap space did you want to bring in Gabriel Landeskog or Philip Grubauer? Like, in what world? Like you The audacity, the audacity to call Steve Dangle a traitor and then watch people in the media say the Leafs are interested in Gabriel Landeskog and Philip Grubauer. And you eat that up like it's breakfast, lunch and dinner.
1: It wasn't even that. Peg nada said I could see them being interested. Oh Yeah,
0: yeah. I like how he worded that.
1: He 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 knew he knew what he was doing and but Steve Dangle's the traitor
0: because he worked f- works for Sportsnet who has the national rights and he had to watch a Montreal and he watched the Montreal Canadiens series but no it's Monsters. Steve Dangle who's the traitor not the media who shoves Absolutely everything down everyone's throats. I am on an absolute heater today. I, I saw the so Brandon
2: Saad rumors too about the Leafs.
0: That one was a little more realistic. Yeah. But after seeing what he signed for, I'm more yeah, really okay. I, yeah. Like they were not going after a big fish. That was literally impossible. You know who he didn't mention? Who? Curtis Gabriel. Curtis Gabriel. I do that. I, I, I enjoy that signing. Uh, Younger, I guess. Less skilled Wayne Simmons is the way I'll put it. Yeah,
2: apparently loved his
0: work ethic two years ago. So sure, why not? Go love the...
1: play junior.
0: Do you want to have that discussion too? Because I'm down for that.
1: I don't, don't think we need to. I, I just... just love like what other market are they going to complain about? Like like so like let's just have a real discussion here. Okay, Armadio, Armadio, Amadio. Armadio, Armadio,
2: Armadio.
1: Yeah. So Armadio. Yeah. He's no going to be a bottom no six player, right? Yeah. Michael Bunting maybe could get a top six shot, but realistically, middle bottom six player. David Camp is probably going to be a bottom six centerman. Yep. Apparently, that's a great penalty killer and all that. Yeah. Like, where else? In what other market is there like a, a chain reaction at like levels of hatred because somebody signed a bottom six role player? From the Sioux St. Marine Green. It is ridiculous. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just a mix of like, just like, is this what we're doing nowadays? But like, I don't know why I continue to be surprised about it. It's just like, man, they're good players. Like, who cares where they played? Yeah, so what? If anyone knows them the best, it's going to be Dubas. If it was different and it's like, hey, I had like Chris Russell before. That's not a good player. You don't sign him to like $4 million for three years. If it's like a 1.5 million dude like Michael Bunting, who had a good little year in Arizona, which no yeah. one ever does unless you're named Jacob Tickerin,
0: <laughs> then go but, for it. But why are we acting like he is the only general manager that does this? We just watched Lou reacquire Travis Zajac and Andy Green over the last two years. Yep. I like I so I'm not trying to crap on Lou. That's not I love Lou, man. Like that's not the point I'm trying to make. It's just he's another manager that does it, and everyone loves to say talk about Lou. Lou does it. it like I guarantee you, if Ken Holland had the opportunity to sign Justin Abdelkader, he would do it. He would freaking do it. Like I believe it. They stopped him from doing it. But I agree. Like I don't know. It's just that
2: It's like what we talked about before, like they magnify where it's like, oh, this was clearly a weakness where we saw that revolving door on the left side on the second line. And suddenly it's like, oh, they didn't solve it in the first two days of free agency. What are they doing?
0: They still have one more left wing spot to fill. Like this isn't over. (laughs) Like it's just not going to be a big fish. That's the reality. Trades still happen like
2: towards August. Like I...
1: It's just know. a mix of. Like, it's just like it's the chain reaction, like it, it's still being set off from that first round thing with Montreal. He's like, and yeah, but the Hyman stuff, like, but at some point you just need to just take a break. Oh, The just Hyman dump. stuff is, yeah. is
0: comical. The Hyman stuff is comical because it's like, you know, Dubis should really cave in. Excuse me, cave in on like you just told him not to cave in.
1: There there is one thing I found a little silly about the whole Hyman signing rights thing. I'm like, okay, like, and obviously, I'm sure if it was like if Holland was like, I'll give you a sixth, and, and you was like, No, give me a second. I'd like to think hopefully there was like a meat in the middle. Cause because like let let's be realistic. The one thing I'm I'm gonna say, if if they were gonna move off a second rounder, like and and listen, you try and squeeze it out of Edmonton because why wouldn't you? Yeah. But it's like Obviously, you're not gonna get a second. I know deep is kind of saying of like this narrative of just getting something. In that case, I would say like he's leaving. Why not try and just get anything? Especially with and Dangle has just pointed this out to no end. They don't have a lot of late-round draft picks. So just you know, get what you can for that. It's it's a minor thing. Again, let's say I'll say this again: in what other market is there that much hoopla about signing rights? But I, that, that's one thing I'll say is like, man, just in that scenario. And considering I was very critical to Seattle and it was like, your prices are way too high and you seem to like price yourself out of it. Can't wait to talk about Seattle next episode, by the way. Nah, that's one thing I'll, I'll be sure, like, dude, sure. this, just, you know, get... come on, buddy. But it's, sure, I sure. mean, there are worse lines to hold off on, I guess.
0: Also one more thing on the Leafs. I don't, there's not much else for me to say. Like I like Peter Morasic uh, as backing up. I like Michael Bunting. I like most of them, but there's, a weird consensus on David Camp. No one knows. Uh, that surprised me, that one. J- Justin Hall, I'm, I'm, I I. want to change my opinion on what I said two episodes ago on the expansion draft stuff because the contracts that were handed out were incredibly unbelievable. Um, so I think the right move was keeping Justin Hall. I changed my answer.
1: Good, 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 good. All right, Florida. They have had a very tidy off-season. Resigning, he seems to be everyone at every corner. Uh, Bennett, I did think, what was it, four times four-ish around there. I thought it was a little rich, but the way big guys who are good in the playoffs are going right now, they're yet to sign Sam Reinhart, but they've acquired him. Uh, and, and I, maybe I should not have showed you my projections in the standings because I was going to ask you guys this. Um, who do you have third in the Atlantic right now? Is it Toronto or is it Florida? Uh,
0: I have Florida. Damn. I have
2: Boston.
1: Okay. Okay. So first off, you have have Tampa winning, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's second? Toronto. Really?
2: Yeah. I'm still hopeful.
1: The Leafs fans, like the the casual Twitter Leafs fan needs to learn the faith from you. Wait, wait. So you have Florida fourth then, I would assume.
2: I have Florida, like, I I actually have Florida third. I have Boston fourth.
1: Oh, sorry. Boston fourth.
0: Yeah. Daniel's just coming out flying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, added, they added, so they okay. We'll, we'll get to okay. We get to Boston.
2: Let's, I know they added, but it's just kind of like <laughs> I don't know. It just
1: hold on a minute. Okay, Florida. We'll have a bigger discussion because there is yeah, someone yeah. I would like to see if we can get on the show about Florida. They've been great. Sorry, Florida. We don't mean to skip over you, but we're going a really long time here anyway. Yeah. So, oh my God. Boston fourth. So I'll remind you right now. Their goaltending isn't looking as bad because Swayven looked really good. He's the backup. They signed Linus Allmark. lot. Yeah, but what is – okay, Daniel, you're holding a very strange line here. Okay, no. They extend Riley for a decent loan. They extend Taylor Hall, to I'm pretty sure the same money. They signed Nick Foligno to a very fair contract, Thomas Nosek, who I didn't realize had left Vegas, and Eric Howla, which I didn't realize was a thing. And you and you have them fourth.
0: Is it are they gonna make the playoffs? Is this your St. Louis moment with Boston? Uh, maybe. I don't know. They've proven me wrong
2: before, but it's just I'm not a big fan of their defense. I think that it still needs a lot of reworking. I know Mike Riley worked in there seamlessly. Um with Taylor Hall, it's just this is a thing we talk about every single year. And I don't think that type of consistency we saw with him when he went to Boston is going to be the same in an 82-game season. And I'm not saying that, like, things are going to be bad for the other core guys there, but, you know, like, David Krejci is 35. I don't know how the health is going to be of Pasternak and Bergeron. And, like, yeah, Brad Marchand is going to be still be Brad Marchand, but, like, he can't carry a line on his own. So that's just my thing. And I think that... The guys that they didn't qualify, like, you know, maybe it's not going to hurt them like like Andre Kasha, but like, it is the kind of thing where they bring in these guys and they like on paper are quality, right? Like, but I just don't know how it's all going to fit because there's a lot of moving parts in that bottom six.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I can't believe you have Boston. Oh, it's my like, God. <laughs> I love
0: it. I love <laughs> it.
1: Disrespect to the Bruin. This Both is part. the
0: content.
1: I hope you're right. So where's Montreal on your list?
2: Probably fifth. I'm sorry, Adam.
1: He had them sixth
2: yesterday. So. <laughs> okay.
1: I had them with like I have them in the fight with Detroit and. Oh, yeah,
2: I had like I was tied. Like I was thinking like Detroit or. But I I don't know. I have to see first because like with Detroit, it's just kind of like. You know, you never know with those type of teams that they have so many young guys. Like who's actually going to take the next step. <laughs>
1: I, I I I hope you're right, man. But it's just, I have a hard time counting out the Bruins. And Pat, I love Pat. You know, I love Pat. Good old Bergeron. Yeah. Tampa Bay. The bell oh. Bell. oh, what's so funny is from the last time we recorded, they acquired the Brett Seabert contract. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So they, they trade Tyler Johnson in a 20, 23rd second. They have their first neck. I saw someone on Twitter being like, oh, yeah, well, look at their draft picks. They have their first. It's, I hate them. So they send that and, and, and Tyler Johnson, who they've been 26. trying to trade. Tyler Johnson, who they waived a few times last year. Yeah. <laughs> they trade him in a second to Chicago for the Brent Siebert contract so they can use the LTIR. And all of a sudden, I was looking at their roster. I'm like, excuse me? They've signed pierre Edmar Bellomar Zach Bogosian, and Brian Elliott. And then today... They break all of Montreal's heart and sign Corey Perry to a two more uh, to two years, a million dollar per. He's probably sick of losing to um, to Tampa in the finals. And on top of that, they extend Braden Point 8 years, 9.5 million dollar AAV. So so they are get three peat, right? They're winning a the three Can we just put that in? Yeah. Braden points Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sick of them. I hate them. I hate Tampa. It's not fair.
0: This is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it's just not fair anymore. Good. They keep getting away with it.
2: Yeah, and it's like yeah, that third line is gone, but it's still like they're gonna be able to like this happens every year. They're gonna be able to replace it, and they have they they they're showing that they can do it again.
1: Do you know Matthew Joseph's going to be a full timer? Do you know who they signed as well? Charles Houdon.
2: Oh, oh the I, Quebec one legend
1: believe for how that turns around and how he becomes like a like he, he uh, you know how it's going to work with Tampa Bay he'll be a star he'll have 20 goals so go and get overpaid by the Oilers and free agency in a couple of years I'm just sick of how well that organization is ran and I'm, I'm done with it they this took is Corey Perry and I'm a mad
0: it took a this is a result of great drafting, more than just drafting, great development. Like that's what this is a result of. What like what other organization, and I think there's maybe one name I have in my head, that brings up a random player each year and succeeds.
1: It used to be Chicago
0: pittsburgh pittsburgh too. oh
1: yeah Bluger. yeah Teddy
0: blooger right it's like they watch next year there's gonna be some breakout candidates Didn't we do this uh we chose exercise, our right? We yeah. chose random Austin, okay like, right so it's gonna it's gonna happen it's who, gonna who did happen. I choose oh mitchell
2: stevens i'm like he's filing in me full-time
0: yeah i think i chose jimmy huntington i don't know if it's gonna work but who knows like it's just they Yes, they lost their third line, but there's guys there who can replace that third line. Like Matthew Joseph is going to take that next step over the summer. Like uh, Daniel, probably right. A guy like Mitchell Stevens, but now you bring in Corey Perry and Pierre Enmore Bellamar, and you're just filling in your bottom six the same way they've been filling in their roster for the last three years.
1: I'm not saying Perry is at this level, but you looked at how important how Blake Coleman turned this game on for the playoffs. Corey Perry fits that mold perfectly. Now, not as fast, obviously. Um, he's got some some age and wear and tear in there, but still, they just they make me sick. Tampa Bay, they make me sick. I'm so I'm I'm jealous of them. I'm jealous of them. Ridiculous, oh incredible. The Tampa Bay Lightning. All right. Okay. Now we hit the Metropolitan. <laughs> well, we'll go a little quicker here. Do you want to start from who I have winning the division, or would you like to go to uh, the bottom of the division?
0: The bottom, the bottom.
1: All right. So I'm going to stand when we do the podcast. No, I just to put my computer a little higher. Okay, at the bottom, I have projected Columbus. They extend Boone Jenner. Line A signs his qualifying offer. Uh, Jake Bean sends an extension today around the $2 million range, not bad. Jacob Voracek is in there. But beside those names, it's very much a different team. It is, uh, they're they're on the right track. They have a great draft. However, they're not going to be great next year.
0: No, and I think uh, Jarmo Kekalainen has admitted that. Despite him not wanting to really admit it in that interview, he knew he had to admit it. I'm still I'm still not a hundred percent sure about what the Cam Atkinson for Jacob Bortrek trade was, but I'll trust him on it. I, I think he just came home with the lottery in the the Seth Jones trade, and yeah. they just bringing in Jake Bean. I really like Jake Bean from what I've heard about him, and they still have some trade chips. Like they could trade one of the goalies if they wanted to. Um, I mean. It seems like, like the thing that Patrick Laine stayed, I think is a promising sign and maybe a guy they could build around. I get maybe he's not as hyped as he was when the the Jets drafted him, but still like this is, he's 23. He'll be an RFA next year. And we know he has scoring ability and maybe Brad Larson, their head coach will actually let him unleash it.
2: I agree. Like I, I like the what you brought up, Alex, about Patrick Lyde staying because I always compared the Blue Jackets to the Oakland Athletics, that they have no, they've been known to bring in so much talent, but it's like a city that could never keep it. And I think that the way that they're taking this approach now, that they're getting a lot younger, they kind of shown that. You know, it's not just the young guys there, like Jakovorchak's gonna still be there, um, Gustav Daikos is still gonna be there, like the goaltending tandem is still intact. So I think that there is gonna be some moments for them to surprise, but for the most part, it's not gonna be horrible.
1: Talk about Oakland not being able to keep talent. Jake bean, like Oakland couldn't keep Billy bean. Oh my god. I'd love Let that. Him- Let him- <laughs> The Rangers, who I have put second last here, they trade Bootsnevich for Sammy Blay, they signed Barkley Goudreau, Jared Tenardi, and Daniel's favorite player, Patrick Nimitz. <laughs> Eichel is not there to the chagrin of our good friend Mike. Happy Blay birthday, by the way, Mike.
0: Happy birthday, yeah. I,
1: I just don't know what the Rangers are going to be next year. I don't think they'll have Jack Eichel. That's they'll what I know. Tough to play against they'll be the New
0: York Islanders, which I told Mike should like never come out of someone's mouth in New York. Like that's beyond disgraceful. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine saying that about a a rival team. We are not like them. Like get out of here. I, I'm just, I, you're right. I'm not entirely sure what this team is going to be like your Mika Zabinijad's up in a year. Ryan Strom is up in a year. Like, those are your two top six centers, and they're both going to be unrestricted free agents in 12 months. That seems like a concern to me.
1: I'm looking at you, Daniel, and your hat. Is that a Blue Jays hat you wore?
2: It is a Blue Jays hat, yes. Thank you. you that
1: before, haven't you?
2: Yes, I have. Um, I'm looking at the Rangers, and it's what I said before, that it's there. Like You, know, you, could, you could envision <laughs> – a good team you can envision them scoring and actually defending but again that's an on paper kind of thing it's just it's not it's not there yet it's not consistent yet and unless you're artemi panarin i don't see that consistency coming from a lot of their forwards where again we talked about capo where that guy really needs to play a lot better or you know vitaly kratsev where where is he gonna where is he gonna really fit like what is gonna be his role there because i'm seeing a lot of like talent a lot of like those guys who are supposed to be scoring wingers that are just going to be pushed into the top six and they're going to say figure it out um Barclay Goudreau I that is recency regency recency bias I think that that's how we got paid that they need that character guy but you know the core is not fully there yet the defense I don't know if you're not Adam Fox then you're not defending too well like I I'm hopeful for Keonji Miller to take the next step. But again,
0: this Rangers team, it's, they're still in transition. I, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, I've been telling Mike I'm not a fan of the Rangers defense. And he keeps telling me, don't worry, don't worry. I'm like, but like maybe they're a playoff team, but they're not a contender with that defense at the moment. I think with the young guys taking steps to that point in a few in a year, two years time we're having a different conversation like KeAndre miller is 21 years old adam fox is 23 years old like there's young guys there but i just don't think they're there yet and i don't know if patrick name is was the answer
1: honestly you know if mike just say don't worry don't worry is a lot Nicer than I thought he might say back to
0: well, you. Well, that's not what he said exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, more, yeah. It's he's paraphrasing. More, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. I, we'd be, uh, I, I don't know how many bleeps I'd have to use. This is true. The <laughs>
1: Devils, uh, they picked Jonathan Bernier a good bit of money. A lot of money. It was a two years, $4 million per. Don't forget, they also bring in Ryan Graves. They trade away Will Butcher because they fell out of love with him because they're weird. Though they get the bell of the ball, Seven years, $9 million per less than Seth Jones, because this league, they get Dougie Hamilton. I still don't see New Jersey being a threat, but I think they could give you a scare every few nights. I still don't see them above some of the the bigger guys, but they're on their way up. Like I think next year they would definitely be out of the basement, and maybe they'll win a game at home.
0: That would be that would be nice if they won a game at home, yes.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think not they, against the Sabers, by the way. They don't count.
0: Oh. <laughs> those wins don't count. I think the guys they have on their roster, the young guys. I mean, like I'm specifically specifically looking at Hughes and in This the two number one overall picks that they they still have to keep taking steps forward in terms of their development. And we've seen it over the last couple of years with Nico Hichie. And I think we saw it a little bit last year with Jack Hughes, but they got to keep taking those steps in terms of proving why, why uh, Tom Fitzgerald went out to got, to get Dougie Hamilton as well as Jonathan Bernier Um, in terms of the Jonathan Bernier signing. I, I think that's a great, a pretty good tandem. Like if you go look at Bernier's numbers with Detroit last year, who were not great, Detroit, but Jonathan Bernier's numbers weren't horrible. Um, and to have him next to Mackenzie Blackwood, I feel like they're just trying to repeat what they did last year with Corey Crawford in a way. Fun fact
2: before I get into the analysis, let's hear it. When Lula Morello had to replace Martin Brodeur yeah. in New Jersey, Jonathan Bernier was actually one of his first choices before Corey Schneider.
0: Was that when he was an RFA? Yeah. Okay.
2: Before he went to the Leafs. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of crazy how that works right now. <laughs> like, yeah. what nine years later? Um, yeah, I think with New Jersey, it's just again, it's about the young talent and what they could kind of do to elevate their games. Like you mentioned a lot of the big names, but like there's also yeah, Jan Kukunen who I think could keep getting better. And I really apologize, Alex. You always correct me on this, but I forgot how to say Igor Shan oh,
0: Sharakovich.
2: Y- Sharon
0: Govich. Yeah.
2: Yes. Him as well. Like, these, like, those, like, type of winger guys that they could play in the top six. Or even a Pavel Zaka, who kind of, you know, actually played pretty well last year, that they just need this consistency to keep on going if they want. Like, what they need to do is they don't have to be a top team. Like, this is what I'm giving them. Just keep it together and maybe try to get one of the last playoff spots. Like, just don't make it like, you know, when they. Got, like, Gusev and Wayne Simmons, and they tried to go for it, and, like, they didn't win, like, for, like, what, their first 10 games?
1: That, you know what? Two things really funny. I forgot about Corey Crawford being a thing. Um. Second off, like, yeah, just – they're so young, New Jersey. Just yeah. keep it together. That's Danielson. Keep it together. Keep your head above water.
0: We're just, your team. Just a thought. I just – I noticed it earlier. They have three – really good or good right-handed defenseman. Uh, Dougie, Damon Severson, and PK. I I mean, I can see them. They have the cap space to do it, to run those three guys. PK's obviously in his last year. I Who knows? Trade coming soon.
1: You scared me because for a second, I thought you were going to say PK can move the puck. And I thought you were about to pitch me a return to Montreal. <laughs> I, I, like, I would love hate. to see that. Do you want it? Like fifty
2: percent retained. Not,
1: obviously, he's not the old PK, but no. sure. Obviously, Bergevin hates him for some reason. I I'll never understand.
0: Someone you know, was asking donate. me.
1: About,
0: yeah. Someone million. was asking me about that the other night, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. Like, this is a man who donated ten million dollars to a Montreal hospital, like. I, I, because he wasn't with the team, like I in I this hockey know, economy,
1: <laughs> it was <laughs> a long time. But you know what I mean. Like again, children's fun. I say yeah. this all the time. His face is on the side of the freaking hospital. Oh, he was a he was an issue in the locker room, eh? He was a distraction off the ice. Yeah. And again, and you drafted Logan Mayu. And some other defensemen you've been interested over the past couple of years and some internal hirings and some previous history with them, Sean Burke. You know, just, but PK was the problem. What is PK that the rest of them aren't, by the way? I'm not going to say it, but um, there's a difference. There's True. a difference there is all I'll say. Um, right, though, where are we now? Oh, and I didn't even mean to do this. Carolina. Oh, boy. Uh, I would highly recommend, but I'm sorry I'm moving around a lot. I hate yeah. sitting in the chair for too long. I'm now on my knees on the floor holding my mic. It's a a situation. Don't forget,
0: we have another episode to record.
1: I know, I know, I know. So Sarah Sivian, who was a great reporter, um, had a really good article in The Athletic. I think everyone should go read about the repercussions of the Tony D'Angelo signing. Something is going on with Carolina, a.k.a. there are clearly some sort of internal things that you're not spending money. They offer, what was it, the last offer they gave to Hamilton was $6.4 million AAV or something? Yeah,
0: I think they were using Tory Krug as a comparable, would be my guess.
1: I, I, don't, know what to, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that. So, they, by the way, they, they signed Brendan Smith a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, so, Dougie is gone. So is Bernier. <laughs> we can't wait for that. Uh, Peter Morazic. And Warren Fogel, uh, but then the deal that brings in Ethan Bear, not terrible. Um, they also signed Joss Lee, though, by the way, which was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, um, and in that, there's Auntie Ronta and Frederick Anderson. And there's a lot of health issues there. But first off, um, they clearly that. needed to be cheap when it came to filling a replacement for Dougie Hamilton. And Don Waddell made the decision to go out and get Tony D'Angelo. Uh, We have talked about him before. It's it's no stranger to what that guy is like in his media availability with the the Carolina media. There wasn't a lot of specifics of what he's been up to other than, yeah, I've had some time since January when I got bought out six games into the season. It's, It's disappointing because Carolina have sort of been that, we all in the back of our minds love that team. So many great stories—the storm surge, um, the David Ayres stuff, the, the just like them, like their Twitter account every year when you when the when the playoffs are on, and they send like they do a tweet about all the teams who make it, and it's just really sweet stuff. Um, it's a small market team, and again, again, Sarah Savian's article does a great job talking about this, and it seems to be the thing that Carolina are telling their fans including season ticket holders who have apparently talked to people is trust the the plan is trust Rob Brindamore to sort them out. This is um. it's, and again, it's a reminder of how crappy this league
0: is. Uh, <laughs> man, I said it before. I, and I think I said it last year when we had the discussion about Mitchell Miller is I don't understand. And it seems like it's just a professional sports thing. Um, what this obsession is with, we're going to bring this guy into quote unquote, rehabilitate him or, or uh, set him straight. I I that doesn't happen in reality. Like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't happen in a day-to-day job. If I do something wrong on my job of consequence I'm fired. Like there's no, well, you know, we'll try to help them. It's I'm gone. Like there's no, there's no question about it. I'm not like this. It's such a weird, just the idea of, you know, we're the team to try. And now Carolina has done it. Uh, Arizona has done it. And Montreal have all used the same line of, well, we're the team that's going to do it. And it's, I'm like, but that's not reality. <laughs> this is some made up, line that you've for that you've come up with to make us think that well it's okay but I'm like but that's not how the real world works mm-hmm.
2: it is it is something that it didn't sit well with me again like it is disappointing because of how you know heartfelt and how like easygoing that Carolina was where in a way like I didn't say that they were the representative of it but they were kind of something that they showed that you know the NHL can be fun. The NHL could be all those type of things that we hope the league can be. And they kind of tried to embody that with the team culture and for them to get Tony D'Angelo now and looking at the cost situations of getting a right hand shot, getting someone that who may be able to replace Dougie Hamilton in terms of not talent, but minutes is it is a, it is a disappointing situation. And I I don't know, like, like this is all speculation as well. People say like, Oh, the Ethan bear acquisition was kind of like a, it was kind of something where it's like, Oh no, like, see, we're perfectly okay. Like we don't, we don't steer to one way or another. And I'm not saying this to disclose like his talent in any way, but it's just, it is a weird thing. Cause like if I'm Ethan bear now and I have someone like Tony D'Angelo on my team, it just, how's that dynamic going to work? You're
1: seeing that. I don't exactly know. um, Cause he, he is indigenous, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, and (laughs) And there were whispers about some of the the things that D'Angelo and how he was teasing Keandre Miller about that first goal and, like, that first goal plug and all that stuff that was never confirmed, but there were whispers. Mm -hmm. Reminder, Um, he got bought out six games into a season.
0: I guess just to speak on Daniel's point about replacing minutes, I I feel like you can replace it, like, by sheltering him. You know, you know what I mean? Like he's very offensive minded, and that's what they say he's so good at. But defensively, it's not great. Like you can't replace all of Dougie Hamilton's minutes with Tony D'Angelo. That's in my eyes, you just you, you can't do that.
1: Well, that's what well, I think that's where Rod comes in and he's like, because oh you're right, but then it's simply you know who can. Though? There's a uh, like Slavin and Pesci can take care of that. You know what I mean? It it puts more pressure on them, but like and that's that's probably where Carolina are looking at it. It's it's obviously not right, but I don't know why we're tr- I don't know why I'm trying to. just... You know, it's that.
2: crazy how much they bled with the defensemen they had like in the past two weeks. How many defensemen they've lost?
0: Bean Flurry. Well, Flurry they lost earlier, but Bean mm-hmm. Flurry. Hamilton, uh, Hamilton, yeah.
1: yeah. Even forward-wise, you know, you lose Morgan, Morgan Geeky. Yeah. You've now lost you, Warren Fogle.
0: And you also ha- had to completely
1: remake your
0: goaltending tandem.
1: And 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 then we'll we'll take the turn here. That is a scary goaltending tandem. Not for other teams. There is there is concern. I, no, in this world, I can see Ron and Freddie surprising. Though, yeah. and this is the reason I have the, the Canes fifth here, is I just, there's a lot of health issues there. A lot.
0: Especially, like, for me, less with Freddie, more with Ranta in terms of the health issues. Yeah. W- with Freddie, we know when he's healthy, he's good. He has not been healthy the last two years. Like, that's kind of been almost put out there in a way like he admitted himself for last year. He played too long and he should have been sat out Mm -hmm. and, and imagine like the difference he would have, it would have made, but that's 2020 hindsight. There's risk. I think there's a lot of risk here and I think you're right on that.
1: Well, he's had time to recover. I mean, you didn't get yeah. a look in the playoffs for, no. the obvious, for obvious reasons because Campbell was good. But uh, all right, looking at the Islanders. They uh, need. Be,
0: before we get to the Islanders, I have some breaking news.
1: Please be relevant.
0: Uh, it's about your team.
1: Oh, ah, okay, cool.
0: According to Renault Lavoie, a one year deal at $950,000 for Matthew Perot. The center they needed. He's <laughs> not even a center a center. He's not a center. Sorry. Just thought I'd throw that out there.
1: Ah.
0: Okay. Let's move on to the Islanders. Um, they need a center. Is that
1: what you were saying?
0: Unless you want to talk about Matthew <laughs> Perot. Like it's totally up to you though.
1: The Islanders need to sign Pelik, Sorokin. I know it's Sorokin. I don't care. It- villier they brought in Richard Ponick. We all remember that. And uh, they lost Eberly and Lenny. So we waiting made, for Parise.
0: Have they made a signing?
1: I don't think they have. They haven't gotten Zekas either. They need to do that. I, I just
0: went on Corona. from the 25th to the 29th, and they have not made a signing. <laughs> That's incredible. They have their work cut out for them, though. That's for sure. And I think we'll see what happens. Oh, just if they bring back Palmieri, I think th- we said it wasn't great at the time, but I do actually think allowing Seattle to take Eberly or Bailey opened up five and a half million dollars of cap space. But the issue was, is that the players you were protecting instead were Matt Martin and Casey Sizikis. I or yeah or Cal Calderbuck, sorry, like that's where the issue stood, uh, in my eyes. But it, I, they have seventeen million dollars in cap space, three RFAs to sign, important RFAs to sign, by the way, and are bringing in two more players.
1: They, um, the Islanders,
2: they're like, I don't know, I, I, I've, I've had the mistake of not betting on them, not thinking that they're going to do something. So I'll just say that they'll figure this out. I think Jordan Eberly is going to really hurt because he was kind of like, he was a very big identity guy with them. Like he was someone that kind of rose up with them, you know, post John Tavares and he really did well. And I don't know what, what they're going to be able to do. I really do think that this year was their best chance at winning it because the core just gets a year older. That defense is still going to be solid, but man, they don't have a lot of young guys coming up. Like, I'm looking at what they can bring up, and no one screams, like, production. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll defend them a bit there. Bellow's the younger guy. Don't forget about Noah
2: Dobson. No, there's speculation that they might give up on him.
1: What about Oliver Wallstrom? But- that should be. No, a- no, he,
2: I, I don't know. I include him in like the core already.
1: Yeah, but that's still a young player.
2: Then. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I don't know, Like, is he going to, like, how are you going to replace Jordan Eberly?
1: With Oliver Wallstrom.
2: <laughs> With
0: Zach Parisi we'll and bringing back Kyle Palmieri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, we're not allowed to talk about how they're both Lou guys. That's not yeah. allowed. Okay. No. Not allowed. No, no. Um, uh, they left Keeper Bellows exposed, by the way. Ibra yeah. Keeper Bellows. Still? But yeah, no, no, still, you're right, you're right. But I, I mean, it seems like maybe they might be giving up on him. But he yeah. still has the chance. He still I can't has the believe chance.
2: they gave up on Michael Del Cole. Did they not? Michael, they didn't. They didn't resign him.
1: Michael. Oh, unfortunate. <laughs> Pittsburgh. They lose Jared McCann. They lose Brandon Tanev. Uh, and they have the same goalie tandem. You'd be wondering, Adam, why'd you put them third? It's still Pittsburgh.
0: It's yeah. still Sidney Crosby.
2: They still do something. Do they have money?
1: We must, because tanev has gone now. Yeah, that was a weird deal. There's at least they must have at least like five million in cap room right now. Oh,
0: they have two and a half.
1: How? <laughs> they lost. How? Where is this? What? Hold on a minute. Can you share your screen and like bring up their cap? Yeah. I give me one second. How many tabs you have open? I promise. I have three. Oh thank God. Thank goodness. Okay. Where's one- the money gone? I'm so confused.
0: Can you see my screen?
1: I can, yes.
0: Projected cap space 2.5. Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Gensel, Zucker, these guys. Ryan right. They, they brought in Brock McGinn. for oh. 2. So they did have 5 million. No, you're right. They did have 5 million, but uh, they gave it 2.75 of it to Brock McGinn.
1: What defensemen do they have? Mark- oh,
2: yeah, and they, they signed Danton Heinen.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. You mean Chad Ruweedle has been in the league for what feels like 27 years.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what mistake they didn't make? What? Giving uh, Cody
1: CC $3 million. We'll get to Edmonton next episode. Sorry. Don't worry. I think that's the fourth time you've poked fun at Edmondson. I don't feel bad at all. I, I thought you were going to really say don't. they did something right. They didn't trade Sidney Crosby.
0: No, oh, so. yeah. No, that's that's right as well.
1: Wait, scroll. How long does Sidney Crosby have left out their contract? Four years? What? Oh, my. Okay. Well, whoops. Sidney Crosby. Okay. The Washington Capitals have reacquired Vitek Vanacek from Seattle. What was the second?
2: Yeah, from the Brendan Dillon deal.
1: Yeah, that's kind of dumb. No, there's a bit of, I'm, I'm a little confused about how these, these expansion rules are actually supposed to work. They, so, oh, yeah. Just to quickly finish setting up, they mm-hmm. still have Evgeny Kuznetsov, which you're like, oh, okay, when is that needle going to drop? And they extend Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, he actually takes a pay cut. He gets five more years at $9.5 million. And so before we talk about what exactly they've done and maybe put fun at Seattle, I have a feeling we're about to do that. I'll ask you guys, everyone's been doing it. Will he break the record? Will he pass Gretzky's goal record? You know my answer. Yes, what do you guys think?
0: I think he can do it um, so I don't know who did the math. It was a tweet. He has to score an average of thirty three goals over the next five years to break Gretzky's record, and I just think he does it.
1: He can do it
2: he can. I still think there's like one or two more. 40 plus seasons there so like the average goes down after that exactly.
0: you know what i'm just gonna point this out i'm surprised daniel didn't say he doesn't do it because he has the hot takes this episode. i
1: was waiting to <laughs> jump on it
0: no no, no I, I i say he does like he's been healthy
2: he's still scoring even if like the team's not doing too well and i don't know it's just you know for me, it's just it's it's history in the making, guys. If this actually happens, like, it is. who would have thought we'd see a goal scorer like this? Like, and you know, w- us not being born in the eighties, or was, like not living in the seventies,
1: or just like a Gretzky record being passed. Yeah. yeah, that was inconceivable a few years ago, and his goal record too. His points will never be touched. Like, not even <laughs> like not even gonna happen. No, no. But it's so funny when you're like, oh, Ron Francis is fifth all time. Okay. As a Finishing second line off. center. Yes, I'm. Oh, oh. <laughs> When does the question become? Was it Ron or was it Maria?
2: Oh.
1: Oh, that's That's okay. that's dicey. Yeah. Uh, kind of this is dicey is the back end to goaltending a Philly right now. I still think they're gonna win the division because let's go nuts here. So they bring in Atkinson. Nate Thompson goes back, funny enough. Um, they reworked the D with Keith Yandle, Rask, Crystal and Ryan Ellis. One of those three can defend. Um, Martin Jones as the backup for Carter Hart. I, I like that one. I don't hate that at all, you know.
2: Two World Junior legends.
1: Was Martin Jones a legend in World Junior?
2: Um, yeah, he was a, uh, well, he won a silver medal, but he was the backup to, uh, to Jake Allen. Really? In 2010, yeah.
1: That's really funny. I, ah, let's see. From Brian Elliott, a former backup of Jake Allen, to another one. Yeah. Pretty cool. Like Philly, anything, anything to say so we can finish off on Philly? Playing?
2: Well, I want to say we'll see how it goes because I've seen this with Philly before where they just throw money around. Yeah. And yeah. they it's just exciting. hope to field a competitive team. So <laughs> I'm going to just see how this goes first.
0: I saw a lot of people praising them for making such big moves, especially with the Atkinson one, as well as the wrist line and, and Ellis one, even though they didn't really give much up with the Ellis deal, but that's just my opinion. Um, we'll see if it works. I, I do think they have a team that it can work already. I think they just, the defense last year was abominable and the, the changes they made, they finally hopefully brought in a Matt Niskanen replacement. So (laughs) Carter Hart doesn't have to deal with that again.
1: I'm not going to make a jawbreaker joke. Okay. Okay. With that, always said, great platform as always for the show. Check out our personal social medias, including the shows as well. TikTok, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Alex's blog, Daniel's stuff for CGRU and hockey writers, all that shenanigans, my YouTube channel. New videos up. Go watch them. 400 plus views on my MayU one, by the way. Hey, that's good. Wicked. wicked. Um, four dislikes, four likes, though. It's exactly what I expected. Exactly. And with that, you will see us soon. Yeah. My mic is off angle. That's okay. Yep. And we will see you when we talk about the Western Conference. And, uh, you know, there's a lot. To, if there's a lot. The West Really look compared to the East, the West are a bit of a, a garbage heap.
0: Get a and, coffee, then. Yeah, I'm gonna go get more water. I'm
1: gonna go get a thing of Gatorade quicker. <laughs> Green Powerade, the best drink known to mankind. Hey. We will see you next time.